0: If my daughter came to me and said your son is stupid I would reprimand her and that does not mean that I do not see what it is that my son did. That does not mean that there will not be consequences as a result of what my son did. That does not mean that I will not discipline my son but it does mean that I recognize that my son is separate from his sin. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy when he tries to identify you by the thing that you've done. Remind him of what Jesus did. You're not your mistake. Hey guys, welcome to In. M- Hey guys, welcome to In Position Pod once again. It's another episode. Happy to be here. Um, this is gonna be a quick one. I mean it this time. Uh I just I had a thought today that ended up being a revelation. It started from a thought, and the Holy Spirit just peeled back some layers for me. Peeled back some layers. And um, as it is with life, lately I feel like I've had quite a number of um not so pretty pathways that I've been walking through and I see how the Holy Spirit has used it to refine me you know as he does we encounter things in life that are not necessarily pretty some suffering some hardships, some contention and the promise is that God will work all things together for our good right those of us that love him and are called according to his purpose he will walk work he will work all things together for the good of them that love him and um So just like, it just makes me think of like a knife... So you know when you have a blunt knife it's pretty annoying when you're cutting certain things if you're not using it for butter if you're using it it's like cut an onion and cut tomatoes it's just as messy it's not pretty but the process of sharpening a knife is not necessarily the most convenient it doesn't feel good it's not necessarily easy but once you get through that when you take that knife and start to chop some things up it's effective it's swift it's well worth the process and that is how God works with us as human beings he allows us to walk through some things for a refining process walk through the fire and he's using us to using it to refine us he molds us those things that you think could have taken you out he's like you know what you're walking through this thing i'll allow that because i have a better purpose for it and he uses it to make us into better people so this is where i've been um it's like that in life but particularly the past few months i'm referring to in my life i've just been in some situations that have not been comfortable at all um Especially as it pertains to like relationships, relationship dynamics. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've had my fair share of issues lately, which is not exactly in my comfort zone. But anyways, the point I'm getting to is this. A while ago I was in a situation where I did something with good intentions. This is like a quite quite some time ago at this point but anyways what I did was not received so well it was interpreted differently um, and then I went back to God afterwards and it's like you know was I wrong on that you know checking with God like convict me um, search my heart show me point anything out to me that's offensive that's kind of like what David said right um, because I don't want to hurt your people That's not my intention. I know sometimes you can do good things and even God can tell you to do a thing that doesn't necessarily feel good, but I'm like, am I in the wrong for the way I did this thing? Anyways, I ended up feeling really bad and I was beating myself down, like beating myself down. You know, when the scripture talks about the devil being the accuser of the brethren. Yeah, that devil was in my ear, in my ear, in my head, really loud. It was horrific there was turmoil for weeks and it was an internal turmoil of me just destroying and shredding myself down to bits for this mistake. Let's call it a mistake, whatever it is. What I did, I just felt so terrible about it and felt like a terrible person. Um, not because it was this horrible thing I did, but because of the impacts that I, f- I, I later learned it had on the party on the other end. And at the end of the day, that is God's child. So it wasn't even just about the fact that this person was hurt by what I did or said. But it's like, oh my God. God, I'm so sorry I did that to your child. Like, I, I never want to um, hurt your own. I don't want to hurt your own. I don't want to displease you. So it wasn't even just an offense with another human being. But it was me tearing myself to shreds like, oh my God, like... um, I'm, did I misrepresent you? Did I hurt you by touching your own? You know, that kind of thing. And anyways, walking through that, God was helping me to make that delineation between us as human beings and the mistakes that we make. Um, it's an interesting dynamic that God is able to do this thing and human beings don't really do the best job of this um, in and of themselves. And is that ability to separate the sin from a person. God is a God of justice and he's a God of mercy. How does he do both so perfectly? And I realized a while ago, Holy Spirit was revealing this to me that it's really because he's able to see human as human and sin as sin. Like he recognizes that the human is the person that sinned. But the human is not the sin. So, as a result, he can love the person and hate the sin that stains them. And this is the motive behind God sending his one and only son to die, right? It's like, I need to send my son to provide a way to cleanse them of this detestable, horrible stain that exists. Because we don't like that. I hate the sin. I cannot look at that. That does not reflect my holiness. However, the people that the sin is affecting, I love those people. And because I love them, I want to separate them from the thing that I hate. And so God is able to see oh, these are human beings that are making terrible errors. I want to be able to separate them from the terrible thing that they're doing that can destroy them. Love and hate. Love the person, hate the sin. And that's why in that, in that equation is his mercy and his justice. Because you get to choose, right? You get to choose if you're going to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And receive that mercy, that salvation, that is a gift he gives. He gives so freely, right? Um, at the same time, there are consequences for sin. And that is why... They had to be such a heavy price. Blood. Jesus Christ suffered. You know, we this has nothing to do with what I thought I was going to talk about, but you know how we watch these movies, The Passion of Christ. Those movies don't even do what Jesus went through, the slightest bit of justice. I believe one of the goriest representations of that um, is representation's the word? Imitations, I don't know, I don't remember the word. But one of the goriest um displays of that, one of the goriest movies that tried to imitate what happened is the one by Mel Gibson. And even that one that one did not even scratch the surface because based on if you do your research what they used to hit him the number of times they hit him everything that was involved in the beatings that happened prior to him being crucified he must have been unrecognizable because his skin was torn and battered that my friend is justice and what we get to have Submitting to that, accepting that price is mercy. Two in one. Anyways, the point I'm trying to make is this: So the Holy Spirit was making it clear to me, "You are not your mistake." And this is what I had to keep reciting to myself. "You are not your mistake, you are not your mistake. Repent. You know, there's nothing wrong with godly sorrow. Godly sorrow is good, it leads to repentance. This is what the scripture says. So you can feel bad about it, and there you repent that's all repent accept the salvation accept the free gift of forgiveness submit to God turn around and keep moving forward and so it's like this you are not your mistake you are not your mistake and um I was freed eventually it took a it was a little while of me really tearing myself down like I don't remember ever being in a situation like this where I was ripping myself to shreds but this one I was like this is this is insane but I got the message you're not your mistake now I took that message as it applied to me and I was going to share that to other people too you're not your mistake but on the flip side a little bit later down the line I had a situation where someone was just someone did something that offended me let me just put it that way um and that hurt me and it was so painful <laughs> honestly it was so painful i was really upset my emotions were sitting high that i was talking to god about this like this is terrible and i gonna be 100 honest here because i know i'm not the only person um and even if i am the only person maybe someone can learn from my mistake I was saying to myself and to God, like, this person is such a terrible person. And every time I said it, I said it because I was so hurt from so many emotions. And this person did a terrible thing in my eyes. You know, it was offensive. It hurt. And um, I was upset. I was sad. I was hurt about it. And I was like, this, he's such a terrible person. This is what I was saying. He's such a terrible person. Every time I said it, I felt the Holy Spirit convict me. And it was reminding me of the fact that when I say you are not your mistake, that's not only applicable to you and the people you like. That's not only applicable to the people that are on your good side. You are not your mistake applies to every single human being on the earth because God created every single one of us, especially um People that are also in the faith, your brother and your sister in Christ, whether they offended you or not, whether they hurt you or not, whether they've been evil towards you, they've done evil actions towards you or not, they are still people that did mistakes, that sinned. Like they may have been the perpetrators, but they are not what they did. And I just, I was feeling the Holy Spirit like check me on that every time I said He's so terrible, even though it it was, you know, it's not as if God was dismissing the fact that I was upset, but he was checking me. And today, what came to my mind that gave me clarity, um, the analogy that I feel like the Holy Spirit (laughs) gave to me was like, just humor me for a second. And, you know, uh, say I'm a parent and I have two kids and um, I have a boy and a girl. And let's just say my son is quite mischievous and he acts up all the time at school and he's rude and he, I don't know, he sometimes hits people. Let's just say he's a little child. You know how toddlers can be, but he just is not necessarily on his best behavior. And I have a daughter that, you know, she's more tame, let's just say that. Um, if my son acted up, once again and did something terrible maybe he screamed maybe he threw a whole tantrum maybe he hit somebody he offended someone maybe he even offended um, his sister my daughter or he went to school and he was just acting like a full-on brat in school um, and the teachers had a problem with it Uh, the other students had a problem with it if my daughter came to me and said your son is stupid I would reprimand her And that does not mean that I do not see what it is that my son did. That does not mean that there will not be consequences as a result of what my son did. That does not mean that I will not discipline my son. But it does mean that I recognize that my son is separate from his sin. It does mean that I know my son beyond what he did. It does mean that I revere him as such. And I expect my daughter to respect me enough to recognize who my son is. If not for any other reason. Because I am who I am. So, me thinking about it that way, it's like me and this person, we're all children of God. The people that offended you um that's still God's child. And especially again, if this is a person of faith, Even if they did a terrible thing to you, they did a terrible thing doesn't mean they're a terrible person. And that's something that we need to take note of because it's it's not even about the person you're talking, you know, whoever, whatever. Uh, It's not about the person that did this terrible thing to you. It's about the fact that it's almost like you're insulting the parents. You're insulting the father, who in this case is God, by speaking about his child in that way. Because if you came to me and you told me that my son is stupid, you are picking a fight with me, you know, do not talk about my son that way. That is how I would respond. And that's how a lot of parents will respond. And so I get it now how, you know, a lot of people, I don't have children right now, but a lot of parents would tell you that when they had kids, it really helped them to recognize the dynamic between God and his children. Like the patience it takes to take care of a child, the way you love a child, in spite of the way you take care of a child, even though they can't do anything for you, that's how we are. We can do nothing in and of ourselves um and we are so needy, we have a father that loves us really dearly, in spite of when we run wild, even when we're faithless, he's faithful, when we're inconsistent, he's committed, and he's consistent um So really the point is this, we need to be very clear um, and intentional about not labeling people by the things they've done. And it's easy to say that when you're talking about people that did not offend you directly. Like you can see a murderer, you know, that you, that didn't murder someone, you know, and it's easier to just be like, they're not their sin. If that person murdered your best friend, though, could be a very different story. Are you able to see people aside from the horrible things that they've done? Like there could be perpetrators, but they're not the thing that they did. And um, if our example is Christ, we need to try to look at people through his lens. We need to remember that these are God's kids. And we should not disrespect, we should not disrespect our father by talking about his children in that way, irrespective of what it is that they did. So, you are not your mistake. I say that to you, the person watching. I say that to myself. I say that to people that I don't know that haven't offended me. And I say that to the people I do know that have offended me. I can be hurt by a thing that they did and still see them as humans and still see them as God's children. And so I personally had to repent <laughs> every time I'm like, God, forgive me. And you know, even as the Holy Spirit convicted me, I would say I'm sorry. And then there were times I, I said it again just because of how hurt I was. Um, but I repented. And even after I repented and the Lord forgave me, even now, because this was a while ago, but even now, when it comes back to my mind, I apologize again. My God, I'm, I'm so sorry I did that. And it's something that I have to be very intentional about. Here's the thing. We need to be very careful not to let our emotions sit on the throne of our hearts. Kick your emotions off the throne. Your emotions are supposed to be informants. When they tell you something, it's, it's showing you that something may be off. And you take that information, oh, I feel angry, oh, I feel upset, oh, I feel agitated, why do I feel upset? But you should not be taking advice from your emotions. Your emotions are informants, they are not consultants. Consultants give you advice, informants give you information. Holy Spirit is the one you should consult. The Holy Spirit is the one that should lead you and guide you. It is the Holy Spirit that should lead you to make decisions. You do not make decisions based on how you feel. Not as a Christian anyways. You make decisions in line with the leading of the Holy Spirit, which means that on days that people may be difficult to love, you choose to love anyway because that is the fruit of the Spirit. On days that you want to scream at somebody or cuss out, you know, because they acted a whole fool, you discipline yourself because self-control and self-discipline is the fruit of the Spirit. And that goes for all the other fruits that the Holy Spirit bears on the inside of us. We must choose to yield to the Holy Spirit and make sure that we're not idolizing our emotions. There's nothing wrong with your emotions, but your emotions can become a problem when you make your emotions your God. You cannot have two gods sitting on the throne of your heart. One must come down. Choose the most high. Kick your emotions off the throne. Recognize them. Again, this is not saying that you should not... Pay attention to how you feel. It's very important. God gave us emotions for a reason, but simply to give us information. Informants, not consultants. So that is essentially what I wanted to share today. You are not your mistake. You are not your mistake. And um, if you're watching this, I would advise that you read Zechariah, I think it's Zechariah 3. Where he speaks of the accuser of the brethren and how Satan was trying to accuse Joshua. And the angel of the Lord stepped in for him and cleansed him and gave him a new rope. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy when he tries to identify you by the thing that you've done. Remind him of what Jesus did you're not your mistake. Thank you for watching this episode. I hope that this was helpful in some way, shape, or form. What are the things people say at the end of YouTube videos and podcasts? Please subscribe if you find it valuable. Um, wherever you're listening to this, it's on Apple Podcasts, it's on Spotify, it's on pretty much any of your favorite audio podcast platforms and it's also on youtube in position and we have an instagram page at in position pod where we post like mini when i say we we's me <laughs> where we post like mini clips and reels, and also a tiktok page where we do the same and i hope that is of some value to you um that is it for today i am trying to keep it true to what i said which is I am not boxing myself in to so a certain time limit. Today could be five minutes and tomorrow could be one and the next one could be 30. And um, God help me to just give you what he gives me and not try to help the Holy Spirit with some sort of packaging. If he doesn't need that from me, I'm, you know, yeah, he knows what you need. And I'm a delivery man. I'm the messenger. That's my job. So here to give you what the Holy Spirit gives me have an amazing week amazing rest of day amazing night whenever you're watching this Um, take care guys catch you in the next episode